What's happening, Hardscapers? This is episode 151 of the How to Hardscape podcast, where we talk about how you can start and grow your hardscaping business. And today we're joined by Lauren of Inlight Outdoor Lighting. We talk so much about outdoor lighting, including products, design, installation, and selling outdoor lighting, all the different aspects that you need to know along the journey of installing outdoor lighting and adding this service to your hardscaping or landscaping business. And this is a service that you should be offering. So if you are not already offering outdoor lighting, go check out Inlight Design at Inlight design that's i-n-l-i-t-e design on instagram and they have so many amazing projects on their instagram page that you can get inspiration from or check them out on youtube they've got many different instructional videos about how to install them in many different aspects and situations and inlight has sponsored the how to hardscape podcast so they are bringing you these episodes so if you could go check them out follow them on instagram at Inlight Design and shoot them a message saying thank you for bringing you these episodes as well as this value in this episode from Lauren at Inlight Design. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Today we're joined by Lauren McKenzie. She is an account manager and educator at Inlight Outdoor Lighting. And we're going to get talking about Inlight and everything that they've got available for us and designing, lighting up an outdoor living space and so much more on this interview. So Lauren, thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here and I'm really excited to get going. Lauren, let's get started to get to a little to get to know a little bit more about you yourself, as well as how you got started at Inlight and really just uh, talking points about what Inlight really is. Yeah. So um, as Mike had mentioned, I'm an account manager and educator at Inlight. Um, I actually was the lead developer of our Inlight University that just took place. Um, I've been with the company for two years now. Uh, and uh, just a little bit about me, I guess I, I love to travel and play sports. Um, I was actually fortunate enough to play for Team Canada in field hockey. Um, and uh, I guess moving on to Inlight. We are a fast-growing low-voltage outdoor lighting manufacturer. We've been around for just shy of 25 years. Um, Actually, next year is our 25th anniversary, so that'll be exciting. Um, We're always improving and perfecting what we do. Our R&D team is really amazing at what they do. Um, Our design is very different than your typical North American fixtures. They're very modern, sleek, European, because our brand is European. Um, and we like to focus on making it easy for the professional to install and provide, you know, extensive support and education for them. Definitely. And those education series were actually really incredible. I joined as many as I could, and I was actually really blown away about how in-depth and uh, how how educational they were to somebody who has been actually installing for some time now and has had actually a lot of uh hands-on experience with Inlight from my dealer days and all that. So like, uh, I'm always very interested in supporting a company that is supporting their installers, supporting their contractors by giving back with that educational uh, format. So I applaud you guys for what you did with that. Well, thank you so much. And you know what, that's great to hear. We love to hear the feedback. Um, And I mean, anything as well that you would want to hear or learn about in the future, we'd love to to know more about because that's how we improve the education for you guys as well too. 
And let's get into a little bit about lighting and some of these things, some of these points I actually heard through the educational series, which was really great to hear. Uh, and I want to kind of get into outdoor lighting, why outdoor lighting, how to sell outdoor lighting, designing a space with outdoor lighting, because these are crucial things for us as installers, especially if we are a smaller company, designing a space, selling it to a client and actually installing it can be quite a thing to tackle if we're just getting into lighting. But let's start with why add lighting to an outdoor space? Um, yeah, no, definitely on all those points that you mentioned, um, very important to know. So, I mean, the first thing is in a practical sense is the safety of it. So, you know, you're not just going to see darkness, um, but what I really like and what I want to talk about is more the, the magic of lighting. So um, how warm and inviting it is, uh, it highlights features, adds drama and pulls out those vibrant colors in the landscape. Um, as well, you know, it prolongs enjoyment with family and friends into the evening, which is really what we all want. And for the professional, it's an added skill to their belt. So they can use that as self-promotion to set their work apart from other professionals. Um, you know, many professionals aren't necessarily using lighting at the moment, so it will allow them to elevate their projects to the next level and set them apart. Uh, and of course, money. <laughs> we all like making money. So simply put, if, if a professional isn't adding lighting into their projects, then they're just leaving money on the table um, for the labor that it takes, especially with our system, because it's designed to be very simple. The profit that can be made by adding lighting into projects is quite incredible. Just going off those points there, safety is something that uh, you wouldn't initially think about. But when it comes to uh, a client especially if they can't visualize their space at night because it hasn't been built yet. They don't quite understand the different areas that could be safety factors, especially if they're entertaining at night and whatnot. Uh, what, what kind of products could, would you recommend or how would you go about discussing to the client in that early stage of letting them know that lighting will add that safety feature to their outdoor living space? What kind of points would you hit on if you're discussing that with a client? So in terms of safety, and this is a great question, um, there's a few spaces that you'd want to look at and tackle. Uh, pathways, of course, you know, lighting up a pathway is essential to avoid tripping hazards or anything like that. Any changes in elevation, which includes steps, those should always be lit. Same thing, you know, you're walking down the steps, you don't want to be falling down them because you don't know where they are. Um, and then of course, it's well known that, uh, you know, intruders will stay away from well-lit homes. So it also increases the safety in that sense too. Um, so not just for when people are coming over, but also to keep, you know, unwanted intruders away. Absolutely. And I think I'm going to butcher this next part, but I heard it from uh, actually your educational series talking about, you know, people are looking at their backyard as a, a whole nother room in their, <laughs> in their property. And, it's not like you would finish a basement or a room in your house and not add lighting or not light it up or have a light switch in there. So it just makes sense to add lighting to your outdoor living space so that you can enjoy it more often. Is this something that also comes up when you're discussing this with a client or even discussing it with contractors to let them know that they should be incorporating this almost as a default to any outdoor project? Yes, of course it is. And, and I love that you said that because that is one of my favorite sayings, actually. Um, so what I say is, you know, for one, it prolongs the enjoyment of fam, you know, with your family and friends long into the evening. 
But uh, what you had just mentioned, outdoor spaces, as you know, you know, in the hardscaping uh, industry, have really become an extension of people's homes. Um, it's an outdoor living space now. You know, people are investing in those spaces, and uh, people are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on these renovations, but you know, can only use them during the day. It doesn't make much sense. So as, as you had kind of mentioned, you wouldn't finish your basement or kitchen and not put lights into it, right? Uh, most people work throughout the daytime as, as well. So that only really leaves the evenings and weekends. And um, as I mentioned to you, you know, you're spending all that money. Why would you spend all that money to only be able to enjoy it a quarter of the time? Um, one of my other favorite sayings that I had heard is that uh, it would be the same as buying a brand new car. Uh, and then not being able to drive it off the lot at night because it didn't come with headlights. Um, <laughs> so those are some of my favorite sayings. But uh, I mean, beyond that as well, though, lighting is magical. So often it will become the client's favorite part of the project. But you really need to explain the investment. You know, um, we buy an emotion. We're very visual people. So you need to make it emotional. And my other kind of suggestion when selling to the client would be to use certain selling tools. So a lot of manufacturers and in, in light included have selling tools that can be used for the professional to sell to the client. Um, kits that, you know, showcase products or even installing a few spots and, um, and path fixtures and leaving them there with the client for a few nights that really lets them experience the magic of lighting for themselves and allows them to fall in love with it. I can guarantee you, you know, if you do those things that they will want the lighting because they're going to see it for themselves. It's going to become emotional. They're going to fall in love with it. And then they're not going to want it to, to leave. Um, I mean, personally, my favorite thing about lighting is that, you know, we see everything in the daytime, everything's lit up. Uh, that means you see your compost. We see that chain link fence, but at night you, you don't have to light those things up. It becomes a lot more artistic than that. You really get to pick and choose what you want to bring to life and what you want to focus on. Um, Another one of my favorite sayings, and this will this will be my my last one, is that uh, you know there's a reason why movies are watched in the dark. Dark surroundings help images to and and those vibrant colors to stand out, um, and this creates, of course, a more magical and theatrical experience. So that's very similar to the type of experience that you do get with landscape lighting, um, and that you know in itself is exactly why and how I would sell it to the client. Absolutely. I love the idea of leaving the client with some lights so that they can actually touch them, see them, play with them and really see what it looks like at nighttime. Because for the most part, we're not meeting our clients in the pitch black of, of night <laughs> and uh, we're not going to stay there well into the evening to be able to show this off. Uh, I love that idea. And one thing that's really helped me also as I kind of get more into the design aspect of things is having a design that having a design software that actually allows me to turn it to night mode to then show off the lighting that it is capable of uh, uh, producing and, and showing the client actual visuals of that. Have you seen contractors also using that to their advantage? Definitely. Um, actually, doing up a lighting plan or a design is so imperative. Uh, I mean, what you were even just talking about 3D renders, if people have access to it or you know are able to do them, um, would highly suggest doing a 3D render and including lighting in that portion. Um, but even just drawing something on a piece of paper or you know uh, putting shapes onto a picture, 
allows the client to visualize and, and conceptualize really what they will be getting. So um, we actually find like a 95% success rate with drawing a lighting diagram and, and having the sale. So um, people just want to see it. So any type of lighting diagram is really beneficial, but of course they, uh, you know, the 3D renders um, are even better because you can really kind of understand what you're going to be getting out of it. Mm -hmm. And Lauren, what would you suggest if after all of this, the client still says no to lighting and, but in the back of our minds, we, we still think it's such a great idea. And we think that once the space is actually built, they can actually see the space. Uh, they're going to change their mind. Is there a way that we can at least, you know, prepare ourselves for that changing of our minds and not have to, you know, tear up some of the project to, to run wire again? Uh, what would you suggest in that situation? Great questions. Um, and, you know, I would suggest running wire anyways. Uh, it is so easy to add on lighting if there's already pre-existing wire. But as you had just mentioned, especially if it's during the build, um, you want to get the, that wire underneath, you know, your pavers and everything else before you um, have to come back a year later, tear it all up again to run that, that cable because the homeowners changed their mind. So um, I would definitely suggest running wire uh, in those areas. That way too, it's always in the back of their mind that, hey, like I have cable here, I can put lighting in. Um, the biggest objection that we will face is, uh, budget. And I mean, that's across the board anyways, it's, it's not necessarily just with lighting, but in general, it's going to be budget. So one of my biggest tips is always design according to budget, you know, don't ignore their budget when they say, you know, I only have $5,000 don't design them in $10,000. They're going to be then scared away from doing it at all. Um, but you know, if it's not in the budget right now, just talk them through, don't be pushy and say, you know, I totally understand, but I believe that lighting is going to elevate this project to the next level. So I'm going to run this cable and, you know, in a year's time when there becomes more budget available, I'm happy to come back and install it for you. Um, and if, you know, on the other sense, if they decide to go with a little bit of lighting, but maybe not all the lighting that you've suggested, light one area really well. Uh, don't spread the budget thin because then they're going to be like, what did I, you know, waste my money on? Um, but light an area really well. And I guarantee you they're going to fall in love with it. They're going to, you know, um, come back for more. So uh, just explaining to them and, and not being necessarily overly pushy that, hey, you know, I totally understand that we're capped at the budget right now. Um, but I do believe that, you know, this is what lighting is going to do for you. Explain that investment and, and just say, you know, let's put in these few lights right now, or let's just run the wire right now. And it's easy to add on in the future. And we, you know, can come back and do that. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, amazing. And uh, getting into, uh, you mentioned if the budget's not there, light one space really well. Don't spread yourself too thin. Getting into design and designing a space with lighting. Can we, where do we, where do we even start with something like designing a space with lighting? Designing is, is there's so many different elements that go into the design. And um, at the end of the day, I mean, it's really comes down to your creativity, but of course there's a few things that um, will help with designing, especially if you're new to lighting. Um, a few things that I always consider, the first thing is viewing angles. So you 
you know, you go into a space and you're looking at it, you want to always think about where these sight lines or viewing angles are from. So, you know, as I'm walking into the backyard, let's say, what am I going to be seeing? As I'm sitting down at my lounger chairs, what am I looking at? Those spaces you want to be lit. Um, and then also not just considering sight lines from uh, outdoors, but also indoors as well. You know, if you're washing your dishes at night and you have um, a window out to your backyard, what are you going to see that's going to want to draw you into that space? So uh, viewing angles is very important to, to consider. Um, a second thing that you really want to look at is the use of the space, because that will determine the type of light. Um, so, you know, are you going to be using the space to sit down and, and have a glass of wine at night with your friends and family? Or are your kids going to be running around and playing soccer in the backyard, uh, maybe, you know, later in the evening? Uh, those are two different types of lighting that you would probably want to have in that space. So always thinking about how the, the space will be used or different parts of the space are going to be used, you know, cooking areas, um, anything like that. Uh, and then, of course, you know, when I am designing a project, I really look for three key elements. Um, the first one is trees. When I go into a space or I'm thinking about it, maybe you're doing it completely from scratch, add trees in. Um, but if it's if trees are already there, light those up. Uh, trees create height, which is extremely important in the project. They bring out vibrant colors because you're able to grab those colors from the trees. Um, they're often used as backdrops and they can give, you know, depth and dimension to the landscape because they're often kind of what is uh, showing how large the project or the property is. Uh, the second thing is practical lighting applications. So again, going back to that safety aspect, thinking about where my practical type of lighting is going to be, my steps, my pathways, those are, you know, for safety, my cooking areas, my seating areas, you know, we might need more light in those areas. Those are all practical kind of aspects of lighting. Um, and then the third and my favorite type <laughs> that I kind of look for when I'm designing a project is where I can be artistic. So those artistic lighting opportunities, um, where can I create a focal point, you know, items of interest that the, the client or homeowner has talked about. Maybe they have a Japanese maple that they absolutely love, you know, making sure that we're going to light that up and that's going to be a focal point. Um, I look for gardens to pull out colors because, you know, again, colors are, are beautiful. We're very attracted to the color of light. Um, and then I also look for walls because walls you can create different shapes on. Um, so triangles, for example, are very symmetrical uh, to the human eye. They have those three points and, you know, creating any type of uh, shape with, with light. We have some products that create beautiful triangle V beams. They're very distinct um, and they're very attractive to us. Uh, diamonds, the same thing. So again, if you can create shapes with your lighting effects, it's uh, very artistic. Shadows, it's one of my favorite lighting effects. It's very simple. Uh, you just, you know, place your uh, light in front of an object and then cast it onto, again, a wall or something in behind to catch that shadow. But now you're getting that two for one effect. You know, you're lighting up your grass or whatever it may be. And you're getting that vibrant green coming out of it. But then you're also getting these shadows on behind um, on the on the walls being cast. And uh, my favorite thing, too, about shadows is that they create a lot of movement. So, you know, if the grass is moving in the wind, then your shadows are doing the same thing and they're going to be dancing around in the wind as well. So you, you get all these dynamic elements um, in there. And then the, the last thing that I look for in terms of artistic lighting opportunities is textures and structures. Where can I light up 
you know, a different texture? Is it uh, a stone wall that has a really neat texture? I want to kind of bring that 3D element out. Is it this really cool tree bark that I want to light up? Um, anything like that where, you know, we can really be artistic with the light. Um, but honestly, the most probably the most important aspect of a good lighting design is just to combine multiple different lighting effects together. So the one mistake that I would say that a lot of people make with lighting is they just do one type of lighting, um, whether it be just hardscape lighting, which, you know, undercap lighting, just recessed uh, lighting into the pavers. Um, you really want to go outside of just the hardscape, go into the gardens, light up those trees, you know, add that lighting on the fence or the walls, uh, because that's really going to create layers in the landscape. Um, and that's the most essential, important part of lighting is to create those layers because that's going to be, you know, combining those different effects from front to back. And that is what adds the depth to the property um, and the project and allows the experience to really flow. Um, so layers is really the most important. And, uh, you know, again, combining those multiple different lighting effects together, uh, it's really going to create that artistic professional look to the landscape. So. Um, my biggest tip is to just, you know, not use one type of lighting, go outside that hardscape and finish the entire project uh, again to if they're not going outside the hardscape, then you're leaving money on the table. Um, so those are kind of my tips in, in designing and the things that I look for. But my biggest thing is layers and to be creative. I mean, you become the artist here. So, you know, be creative in what you're designing. Amazing. I love that. And obviously, Inlight has a wide variety of products to discuss uh, about that allows us to be creative. Uh, so many different things. And I want to get into that very shortly here. But I do want to ask, is there ever such thing as too much lighting? And how do we know if we, we do have too much lighting in a space? Yes, there is. So, I mean, that's a great question. Um, of course, you know, you want to sell lighting, but you don't want to overdo it. So, you you really need, as I'd mentioned, shadows. Um, so you still need some dark spaces. Uh, the dark spaces and the shadows is what really gives that 3D look. You know, when you look at somebody's face, you see shadows on it. It's what gives them that 3D. Um, if you take away any type of dark spaces or shadows, you're going to be left with a really flat look to the landscape. Um, so adding in too much light can definitely do that. Now, with our fixtures, it's harder to do because they're very kind of ambient lighting style. So um, it's it's quite difficult to add too much light. However, if you're using the wrong fixtures, so, you know, overpowering um, a certain element uh, then or, you know, just going crazy with the lighting and adding way too much, then you can create that kind of flat look to the landscape. Um, so what I would suggest is, you know, going through the brochure, going online, asking, you know, your sales representatives um, or anyone else kind of about these fixtures uh, and making sure that you're using the right fixture for the appropriate application. Um, one thing, for example, in our brochure, we have a page called the product advisor. It's my favorite page in the book. And um, it's really helpful because it shows, you know, the different beam strengths, um, how tall they'll reach, how wide their beam will be uh, so that when you're, you know, looking at a tree or a bush or whatever it is that you're trying to light up, you can really gauge what the appropriate fixture would be to use in that application, because it really is important to choose the right fixture, because if you don't, you can provide it with too much light, in which case you get that flat look um, and, and you don't want that. Getting into some of the products, 
One that really interested me, I think it's new, is the sway. It adds that uh, movement element that you talked about. Uh, and I know that Inlight has just a wide variety of products that we can uh, really get creative with in a, in a landscape lighting design. But first, Lauren, why, why Inlight? If, you, if a contractor came to you and asked you, uh, about InLight and why they should be installing InLight on a project, what would you tell them? Um, I mean, the first reason for why InLight uh, is really our easy lock system. It's the number one reason why people are switching to InLight. Um, it removes the need to splice wires. So, you know, you don't have to be an electrician to install it. It saves that time and money on install, but it's still a professional product. So, you know, it's really designed for the professional to install for the homeowner. Um, however, the homeowner doesn't necessarily know how easy it is to install. So it allows you to still, you know, make that markup and uh, it installs very, very simply and quickly. Um, and as we know, you know, um, time is money in the industry. So the more time that you can save, the, the more money that you can make. So it's really easy profitability. That's the first thing. Um, and then the second thing that I would say is our CRI. Uh, so CRI stands for Color Rendering Index. It's, uh, I'm about to get a little bit technical here, but it's very important. It's how the, the manufactured light will reproduce colors in comparison to sunlight. So sunlight has a 100 CRI, it's perfect light. When we look outside in the day, we see those colors being you know, recreated exactly true to what they are. Uh, the closer that you get to 100 CRI with a manufactured light, the more vibrant, beautiful you're going to see those colors be reproduced. Um, and all of our fixtures are over 90 CRI. Uh, we're actually the only outdoor lighting manufacturer in North America to be able to say that, which is really awesome. But what that means is you're getting, you know, the, the highest quality light coming out of our fixtures. And you're really going to be seeing those, again, vibrant greens and reds and beautiful colors of the landscape, which is really what you want. Um, and then, I mean, our integrated products. So they're, all of our products are integrated. Uh, integrated means that, you know, it's one unit. And there's a, a few reasons why this is important. Uh, for one, it allows them to be very sealed. So our IP ratings are high, which means that, you know, water and dust are not an issue in terms of getting into our fixtures. Um, and then as well, uh, the number one killer of an LED actually is heat. And with a bulb, um, the heat will stay there. So they'll burn out a little bit quicker. Whereas with an LED um, that is integrated, it's designed to pull heat away from the fixture so they can last longer. So, um, you know, the longevity of the fixtures is important. Uh, and as I had mentioned before, too, you know, they're high quality products. But uh, even more important is they're high quality with a, a low defect rate. So you don't have to worry about callbacks. You know, that's going to be the number one thing that people don't want to go back and have to replace fixtures all the time or be fixing problems. So our defect rate is very, very low, um, which is also extremely helpful to the professional. Uh, and then, of course, our modern design, like I had mentioned, it's kind of a niche product here in North America because it's very different and, and modern in its design. Um, and then kind of to go off of the products themselves are customer service. I think our customer service is, you know, very, uh, is quite amazing. We are very involved with our customers. We have great relationships with our professionals. And um, if problems do arise, you know, we do try and see what we can do to solve them very quickly. 
we spend a lot of time educating our professionals through Enlight University, you know, designer conferences, site visits. Um, so I think, you know, that's also extremely important in what we do. Absolutely. And if a contractor is looking to get into lighting and looking at Inlight, what are some products that you would you would start them off with to point them in the right direction in terms of their hardscaper? They're wanting to put, uh, you know, the, those hardscape lights, those paver lights and some up lights. What, what are the names of some of these Inlight products that you would sort of uh, point them towards? Um, so the one of the first ones I would say is our Evo Hides. Those are an undercap light, so very commonly used in hardscaping applications on, you know, retaining walls, steps, uh, pillars, post caps, anything like that, outdoor kitchens. Um, and the, the great thing about our Evo Hides as well is the amount of diodes that they have in them. Um, so, for example, our 7-inch light has 12 diodes in it. Uh, that means you're not going to see those individual dots um, that, you know, you would see with some other manufacturers who have three to four diodes, uh, you're going to get a nice crisp line of light, which is exactly what you want coming out of, out of those fixtures. Um, so we do have two, we have one that's seven inches, our Evo Hide 180. And then we also have the Evo Hide uh, 550, which is about 21 inches uh, long. So those are, you know, the hardscape lights that I would choose. Um, and then our recessed fixtures, you know, those are kind of our bread and butter where our name actually came from in light, um, you know, in, in recessed in to something. So they're very sleek, you know, high quality. They can be walked on, driven over. They've got an extremely high IP rating, uh, which means again, you know, any pooling of water that happens over them uh, will be fine. You know, they're an outdoor light. Uh, and then, you know, they're extremely easy to install. And we do have all of the, the drill bits that you would need to install them as well as now we offer a drill press, which allows it to, you know, become way more efficient and easy to install these um, even more than it used to be. Um, and then, I mean, our scope products, that's what I would use for uplighting, um, you know, those trees, those bushes that we had kind of talked about and then path lighting. I mean, path lighting is also extremely easy to sell to a client because it's typically what clients are used to. Um, that's generally the first type of lighting that somebody will have had previously, whether it be, you know, solar or something like that, that they've picked up and they're looking to obviously, you know, upgrade their lighting. Uh, but path lights are very easy sell because it's what people are used to seeing. Um, and then the last product that I think I want to mention is, is our smart hub. Uh, so this is a completely app operated transformer. All the settings are, you know, on your phone now. And the really cool thing about this transformer is it has zone controlling. So now you have the option to have different zones of lighting, which can be turned on and off independently, or, you know, you can set them up to come on at different times each night. Um, so, you know, you could have garden lighting on one zone and your fence lighting on another zone and your paver lights on a third zone. And all of these can be independently operated and controlled, which is really cool. Um, and it does all of this by it's astronomical timer that's built in. So it also knows, you know, exactly where it is in the world, what time it is, what time sunset is based on its location. So that uh, transformer as well is really, really neat. And just the design of it just looks sleek, modern and just beautiful. So for something that's going to actually be seen uh, wherever it is placed, it does look like a very high quality product. It's in and of itself. Now, I know this isn't a visual platform, being that it's a podcast, but Lauren, can you explain just how easy it is to make a connection with your uh, easy lock system? Yes, of course, I definitely can. Um, so 
basically you have the uh, your 12-2 landscape cable, we'll say, because that's the industry st standard cable. Um, the Easy Lock, it has six teeth inside of it, and underneath is actually a proprietary gel that's going to come up and seal the connection uh, to make sure, again, no water, dirt's going to get in, so it's all waterproof because it is an outdoor connection that we're making. Uh, so what you do is you take your landscape cable. There's a gray little clip that's called the cable guide. You're just going to clip that onto your landscape cable. This is going to allow it to sit your cable to sit flat in the easy lock system. So it's going to be centered over those prongs that I had talked about that are going to come up and pierce that wire. And that's what's going to be making your connection. So once you've placed your cable guide on top, you just put your cable into the easy lock system and you're going to twist the cap. It's going to seal it completely tight, make that connection. It takes about 10 seconds to install um, as opposed to, you know, having to uh, splice and moret or um, heat shrink or whatever you may be doing in uh, other applications. Um, so it's a very, very simple system. And then, you know, that part comes with um, a female end and it plugs into the light, which has a male end on it. So it also comes with every single one of our fixtures, but it's very, very simple to install. Very simple, very uh, smartly designed. And even if a contractor doesn't want to go that route and still wants to splice, solder, heat shrink, whatever it might be, they can still do that, right? Yes, they can. And it does not void the warranty. So if they did want to, you know, take the easy lock off, then they can definitely do that. Um, however, of course, we suggest keeping it on as it, again, saves time and money on the install. So um, you can make that extra money in order, you know, by keeping that easy lock on. But time savings is always a big thing. And Lauren, where can our audience go to learn more about InLight and uh, wherever, wherever you want to send them to? and uh, leave them with. Um, so our website is a great resource uh, in dash light, lite.com. Um, attending our InLight universities, they can learn tons about that, uh, about, sorry, InLight there. Um, and then, you know, I would say following us on Instagram, we have over 48,000 followers on Instagram. We're constantly posting different projects, events, things that we're doing. Um, we love to see what our professionals are coming up with. You know, when they tag us in a post, we'll repost it. Uh, so that is at InLight Design, I-N-L-I-T-E Design, um, and then LinkedIn YouTube, anything else. And they can also follow me too at inlight underscore Lauren, if they would like um, on Instagram as well. Yeah. And just Instagram being a visual platform, if you need design ideas, lighting ideas, anything like that, go follow inlight. And just for the sake of, you know, having those ideas in your feed popping up and uh, that's going to really help you with the design aspect and how to, how you can implement that lighting into any project that you are designing. Completely agree. Yes. It's a, it's a really great tool to showcase as well to, you know, your, your clients, if they're wondering what lighting is going to look like, like I said, again, you know, you want to draw on that emotion and we're very visual people. So when they see it, they can understand what they'll be getting out of it. And then, you know, draw on those emotional heartstrings for them. Excellent. And Lauren, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Mike. It's been great. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Go check out Inlight Design at Inlight Design on Instagram. That's I-N-L-I-T-E for more inspiration on outdoor lighting. And thank them for bringing you today's episode. And we look forward to meeting with you next week on the How to Hardscape podcast.